0: Welcome to Trapartisan Radio, brought to you by Trapar Books, Films, and Editions. Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Trapartisan Radio. Uh, today we have a guest whose book just came out on Trapar Books. Uh, Stephen Klein out of Atlanta, Georgia, and his book is called Amok, and it's a wonderful collection of psychedelic and surrealistic uh, essays, texts, uh, fragments, uh, poems, um, very, very nice stuff, uh, including some mind-bending photographs. Uh, um, Amok is simply one of my favorite books right now, and Stephen Klein is a very, very talented uh, author, so I'm very happy to have him on board for this third episode. Uh, Also, uh, Stephen works with Collages and together with his wife Hazel uh, runs a Surrealist group uh, in Atlanta. Their work uh, is published in uh, Tripartisan Review, uh, issue number one, which I'm sure you have by now. If not, you should get it, Tripartisan Review, filled with great art. And now, without further ado, let's talk to Stephen Klein, the author of Amok. So, Stephen Klein, welcome to Tripartisan Radio. It's uh, wonderful to have you here, and the book is fresh, hot off the press, and uh, I love it, and I hope that uh, all of our tripartisans will will love it too. And of course, I'm very curious about um, the the origins of the book, uh, the process, background, and also the title.
1: I guess uh, it didn't start like, um, the project wasn't, it kind of started intuitively. I didn't like set down to necessarily, you know, write this uh, book of essays, but um, it kind of came together of its own accord.
0: What was some of it published b- uh, before in term in terms of like little magazines or your own zines? or?
1: Yeah, we uh, always, you know, put out a lot of zines and I... Um, the, the title essay that was originally a zine that published in, put around in anarchist spaces and um, uh, so yeah maybe a half of them are probably started as small zines and then were later collected in this um, some were blog posts um, How did the title come about? I think uh, it just came from that piece which I feel like just felt like the strongest piece to me and kind of almost like a manifesto for, for what the essays are. Um, so it kind of, it came from that. And I don't know if, you know, usually I write pretty intuitively and, um, just have like kind of a vague, you know, emotion and, um, that I'm going for and it kind of, you know, writes itself. So, um, but that word just really stuck out to me, um, during the writing of it and felt like that, it's kind of yeah, a manifesto for the, the essay as a whole, you know, the essay series.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you say that amok is a, a positive word or a negative word, for the most part?
1: I mean, I think there's, you know, this both. <laughs> and um, I think this this book is kind of going for the, the more positive, you know, side of that. Um, because I guess, it, you know, it can be disorienting and, and negative... Um, but um, it can also be creative, and you know, the creative side of destruction. I guess um, both internally and and you know externally.
0: Mm-hmm. In terms of the the writing process, uh, I love reading pieces like like uh, your pieces because it sort of triggers my own mind. It it opens my own mind, and that's the the. Uh, uh, one of the many beauties of of this kind of writing. And I'm very curious, uh, do you usually work with a pretty straightforward stream of consciousness or do you do that and then sort of edit afterwards heavily to get something that is more um, in line with your ideal? So sort of is it pure or is it edited or is it some kind of mix?
1: It's, it's definitely a mix. Um, usually it starts pretty automatic and then it's, It kind of bleeds into each other, you know, like conscious mind and unconscious and um, kind of goes back and forth and not in like any specific like structural way. It just whatever feels right. Kind of like uh, improvised music, I guess. Um.
0: How would you describe the book to to someone who is about to uh, buy it, but is unsure still? Mm.
1: It's I guess I would say it's it's um it's a book of intuitive essays that um trying to playing around with the form of the essay not not being too straightforward not but um bringing in kind of the poetic and the unconscious and not it's not like sometimes it's factual sometimes it's not it's it kind of it bounces around it you know i, I let the flow kind of dictate where it goes and not try to interfere too much um with where it's going.
0: Mm-hmm. The, I think uh, also each piece is, of course, uh, a piece in itself. and uh, But then when you put them together, like we did, uh, they become, of course, whether you like it or not, they become chapters in a way. And the human mind always tries to find meaning and coherence on a great sort of uh, big picture level. So I think it, I find it very amusing and interesting to read it because my mind has a tendency to sort of... Well, just read the next chapter and see if I can make you know, any, yeah. any logical, uh, get any logical insights. But of course, that never happens because that's not what it's supposed to be. But it, I think it's, um, did you have any sort of uh, apprehensions or thoughts about that, about sort of the order of the texts,
1: for instance? Yeah, I did. Uh, I gave a lot of thought to that and just just kind of like the tone, you know, how how things fit together uh, musically. That was ma- mainly the, the concern. Have you given any
0: thought to where your ideas come from
1: um, definitely I mean of course my my unconscious but also um I feel like as a collage artist, I'm always pulling in like information and um ideas from everything around me um so I get a lot of i mean ideas from my wife, just our conversations we have and like the movies I'm watching um, just kind of like try to. Be a bit of an antenna, you know, to to the world and and bring in all that into what I'm writing. So, uh,
0: what's it like working with uh, your wife? Because you're working together, whether it's like in conversation form, or you both have stuff in uh, Tripartisan Review*, for instance. And and um, what what what's the situation like in terms of uh, that kind of creative collaboration?
1: Yeah, it's. I feel like that that's. Um, Probably my favorite kind of creative activity is is the collaboration um, with her or with um, our smaller Atlanta surrealist group. Uh, there's a certain intensity and um, in the process. Like uh, recently, we've been doing we ha- have a like Google Docs and you can you know live type at the same time and we'll like be writing some automatic writing and then the other person will pause, and then my wife will jump in and she'll start automatic writing. And then it goes back and forth, um, and it's always su- surprising because sometimes you, even when you're you're doing automatic writing, you kind of keep going to the same well and drawing from the same images. But it kind of it takes sudden, abrupt turns, you know, to places you're not expecting to go. So I think that's really helpful to have other minds that you're bouncing off instead of just your own. Mm-hmm,
0: absolutely and I'm thinking uh, you mentioned that uh, group in Atlanta that's interesting uh, how did that come about how did you find
1: them or did you create it yeah. and other people found it or uh, I think it, it's just very slow like you know we we met a, f- a friend Megan and then uh, other people you know we slowly meet and you you get together you play games and you know, it's pretty unofficial you know at, f- at first and then it's slowly like built into something bigger um and now we we probably have about eight people um, that come every Wednesday, and primarily game focused. Um, the the stuff we do right now. Mm-hmm. What what games are those? Let's see. There's a uh, there's all the classics, of course, Exquisite Corpse, and um, we also do things like we do the dice game where each person goes around in a circle, and you throw the dice, you get four, you say four words in the story. And then the next person throws the dice, they get six, they say six words in the story. And it goes around in the circle. Um, We do the same thing with, with just like one word. Each person in the circle says one word. Um, Let's see what else we got. Um, There's a lot of, uh, I I really like the kind of games that are, you, you do out in the streets too, like the kind of situationist uh, influence games. And we'll have kind of, um, kind of a theme or an intention that we set and we, you know, walk the streets and with this, with this intention. And, and you kind of poetically like, um, reinterpret your surroundings and you find certain synchronicities, um, based around that. Um, and there's also a, I really like the one where you, uh, there's a, you navigate the map of a city, like one city with a map of another city. So we did Ottawa and Savannah and, um, kind of use that as our our kind of a framing for the game and you sort of see the link-ups between the two chance link-ups and um, poetic resonances so
0: Mm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, pieces in the book. It's it's uh, hilarious and and uh, something uh, I I have a pr- not a problem, but I usually get too enamored with the actual uh, place I come to It's a new place, so I just basically forget the map. <laughs> I just uh, orient myself and usually get lost. But that can be uh, both fun and re- rewarding and surreal too. So, but there are, there are many uh, other approaches that are. Um, uh, become apparent in the book and I'm thinking for instance t- uh, movie references uh, another favorite is of course the, the you know the um, Busby Berkeley piece mm-hmm. in which you interpret Busby Berkeley as a uh, a real magician in a way with a sort of esoteric agenda more or less <laughs> hidden and it's an amazing piece and h- how did you come up with that to to look at Busby Berkeley and who is I mean a true surrealist but mm-hmm. to have this other new uh, deeper dimension of uh, being a, a wizard or a, or a magician yeah.
1: um, so there's there is, there is a, there's a surrealist game older that's um, it's similar to the uh, a famous object game where you ask irrational questions about an object like, uh, where was it born? You know, what what color is it? Um, it's just, like, irrational questions. And then you kind of... You experience the object in a way that you're not normally experiencing it. And there's a similar quest- or um, game soon around film. So you ask, like, um, these irrational questions about the film, and then you, you find you're thinking about it in a different way. And um, so it's similar to that. And I guess the, that essay started, we were just... Me and uh, my wife, Hazel, were kind of spitballing back and forth these poetic ideas and, um, about the, the movies we were watching, and a lot of it came from, from our conversations back and forth um, fr- from that experience.
0: Yeah, but a certain kind of source material uh, makes itself uh, available in a way uh, yeah. t- for interpretation that is not the obvious interpretation, saying these girls dance in a yeah. geometric pattern or whatever. It's just that, um, I guess I would call it uh, films that lend themselves to uh, the psychedelic experience can also yeah. be good Portals into a very interpretive, uh, extra interpretive, super interpretive uh, mind frame, and mm-hmm. that's true also for the the review of the Lucio Fulci fi- Fulci film that you have in there also, and it's just uh, um, yeah, no, it's just <laughs> wonderful. I don't know what to say, but it, it's very it's very <laughs> fun to read it and and uh, very inspiring also. Because uh, mm-hmm. when you look at movies, you, it's like a very separate compartmentalized experience. But when you have that mm-hmm. mind frame, whether it's psychedelic or not, mm-hmm. or just open, then uh, mm-hmm. things become much more associative and much more fun. And that's very yeah. b- apparent in the book, that you have that kind of mind frame and, and look at things uh, uh, interch- the interchangeability of of the apparently obvious that might actually not be so obvious in life.
1: Yeah, I would say in the I guess it's a similar yeah, it's a similar mode is like when we play the, the walking games, you know, we're reinterpreting the environment of Atlanta, you know, and um it's just that same same sort of mode of thought um applied to films, I guess. Yeah. So it's a kind of a kind of game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um those, those essays are.
0: Great. In, in um, the Tripartisan review, you have both uh, texts and you also have collages. And Hazel, your wife, also has uh, images in there. Um, what would you say is the greatest difference for you in terms of the writing process and uh, making images, whether it's collages or not?
1: I guess uh, with collage, you're a little more dependent on, on your um, your material that you're that you have you know it's less um a little less like um inner focused you know than the writing generally
0: mm-hmm. is there could you tell uh, that you prefer one process to the other or do they complement each other
1: uh, i uh, they complement each other pretty well I think the collage is a little easier for me um than the writing, but um, there's a lot of similarities yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, concerning surrealism uh, One could argue that the world we're living in Our contemporary times uh, They're very, very surreal So the question is In a world as surreal as ours Is there really a need for uh, surrealism as such?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess the the wor- world we live in now I would say it's more absurd And um, I feel like s- surrealism is more connection with the unconscious and kind of this deeper well that is very lacking in, um, current society. Um, so I think, yeah, we do need to have that more inward focus, um, instead of this kind of surface level, um, capitalist, you know, society that we currently live in.
0: Hmm that there are other uh, magical or esoteric uh, references in in the book. Um, I'm curious to what extent do you think that magical approaches are related to the kind of openness that uh, a psychedelic or surrealist mind generates?
1: Yeah I would say that um, so the approach is, is very similar um, especially to maybe chaos magic you know it's it's not very, uh, interested in dogma or structure. Um, but the, yeah, the sort of frame of mind that, that you take is very similar.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, the, uh, the difference being that in the magical frame of mind, you take it one step further in a way and try mm-hmm. to readjust or recreate something according to what you want to have happen, whether it says, uh, the, um, I don't know. The poetic experience or the surreal experience is some It's just like an opening to finding the to joining the dots in the moment, but not necessarily
1: taking it uh, further. Would you agree? I think uh, every surrealist would probably have a different, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. different opinion there. But yeah. um, I don't know. There's like like when we play the games. I mean, there are games, but they're also very serious. And I think there is a certain like idea that. You are kind of manifesting certain things in the environment you know um or your your inner world and the outer world is kind of fuzzy um and you're influencing that
0: do you have a favorite author that you find yourself returning to over and over again for for
1: uh, inspiration i think uh benjamin perrette for his his humor is probably my early model and um one of my big favorites of course and um Luca and Arto, I really like for their intensity um Matthias Forchage um for his his, his ideas have been really inspirational to me mm.
0: how and I'm I mean, curious uh, how how did you uh meet in the first
1: place I mean the so I guess the current Surrealist movement is is pretty small so everyone kind of knows each other um a little incestuous i guess and um i guess i started reading his blog and um talked to talk to talk to them and also we co-edited a, a journal a surrealist journal called peculiar mormorid um that the stockholm group sends to sometimes
0: mm-hmm. yeah no, it's amazing because i, I remember um him from the time long, long ago when we were both interested in comics and we were sort of yeah. uh, involved in different groups you know, different collector groups and just people being yeah. seriously interested in comics. So, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> so I'm happy to hear that he's um, still rocking in the, now with something else. Uh, what about favorite books in general then? We talked about authors a little bit. Do you have any favorite books that you keep returning to?
1: Sorry, that's a hard one, let me... You know, <laughs> yeah, but. I know, I know.
0: It can be very hard. Um, and I think it's specifically books that you sort of feel compelled to reread because there's you find that there's always something new in it. it it's a very mysterious... Uh, Uh, experience. I mean, I have several of those books that for each rereading I find new stuff and I I don't want to analyze it. How did they do this? How did they write this in order to be so, you know, engulfing, engaging, fascinating that I have to return? There's definitely something magical and I don't think it's only a literary technique, like the way they wrote the book, but I think there's something in the in the mind or the soul or the spirit of the author that speaks between the lines uh, to me specifically. And I
1: wonder if you have any of those books. I'm thinking maybe um, Dark Matter by um Berg, the Swedish um, writer. Am I
0: saying that right? I'm not sure. How, how do you spell it?
1: A-A-S-E.
0: A-A-S-E, yeah.
1: B e r g.
0: Ah, or Sebari. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, the 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 A thing. That's a Danish spelling of uh, the pronunciation or or sabari. Yeah, I know that. Yep. And and why is that book so fascinating for you?
1: Um. So I think the way that she she uses her la- language, the words, the way they um the way they're combined, and um I don't know. She says so much with with so few words. I think um. And it it kind of it's one of those word, books that has it's almost uh, the probe equivalent of a drug trip, you know what I mean? Um it 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 does things to my head, you know, when I'm reading it and mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's important for me and that's kind of the kind of writing I would like to do. Um similar uh Arto his his work is also similar to me in that way. Um and probably Luca, um
0: so those are some favorites. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, what about other sources of inspiration that might be unexpected? I mean, if you're an author and a poet and an artist, you, you can expect um, to pull out things of the art historical hat in a way. But do you have anything, yeah. any other like um, pet things or pet people or people that you really uh, are inspired by?
1: I'm really interested in a... I guess, Bali and, and Gamelan music, mm-hmm. um, Balinese masks. So we have, uh, so many masks and dolls, you know, around our house. And I think, yeah, antiques, you know, um, just, just going to thrift stores and, and finding these strange artifacts by artists and, you know, or even just assembly line, you know, creations that have accumulated some kind of poetic, um, atmosphere to them. Um, I find that really inspiring. Um,
0: Does that create, uh, I mean obviously it creates an atmosphere for you and an ambiance of these things that you like and resonate with so that you could call that a creative atmosphere, but do certain objects also lead to you writing about them or writing about something related? A mask for instance?
1: Uh, well, I know we've played games with certain uh, dolls and, and masks and um, asked questions about them, poetic questions, and kind of, yeah, tried to to kind of link up with them in some way um, in kind of an animist sort of frame of mind, I guess. Um, we've also had dreams about some of the dolls in our house before, um, actually my wife had this dream and um we had it at at this exhibit you know that we had a few months ago it was called the the egregore exhibit and um that was a part of that show and then we, we brought it home after the show and she had a dream where the um that doll was on her back porch kind of wandering around screaming and then um and then the consciousness of the doll, like, transferred to my car, which is the same color as the doll, and um, drove off into the world. And it was kind of like um, we'd released something into the world by the, via the show, you know. Um, I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, but that's exactly what an egregore does, right? It's yeah. like a yeah. <laughs> formation or percolator. So, yeah, that, that should be a text for the next book then.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because, um, you know, that whole show was about collective activity, um, and after that show, our our group got a lot busier, and we met these new people, and um, so it just became so much more active, and almost it's like the, the exhibit was the kind of spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure, that that's my experience also. You just yeah. have to put things out there, and it will interact with people, with the... Uh, other things uh, you know uh, other objects and things things will happen absolutely yeah, yeah. i 'm curious because um, when you we talk about surrealism in general uh, there's always um, going back in history to a you know defined era in art history, and say these people were involved etc but of course it's it 's more a an attitude uh, towards life, towards the creative process, towards art itself, and some people that were um, I don't know, self-proclaimed experts or authorities. I'm thinking specifically of of André Breton, uh, who sort of took on this role of being the uh, arbiter, in a way, saying you're a surrealist, you're not a surrealist. Mm. The question is, what do you think uh, André Breton would say if he came to uh, Atlanta today and was part of your uh, uh, meeting in your group, for instance?
1: I don't know. Hopefully, he'd like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is. It is hard because um, it's like when you do have a group, you don't want. I feel like our the ideal I have for the group is is that it is, you know, there's an equality there, and no one's like setting the agenda, you know. But and then you, no one's you know getting kicked out or you know that kind of thing. But um, it's kind of like like in music, you know, it's like the more people you have. You know, you might need, start to need a conductor at some point, I guess, is some someone uh, used as a metaphor. But uh, I think probably the ideal number for these kind of groups is, is smaller. So you don't, you know, there's not a com- complete chaos and, and you can have, you know, you can do things a lot easier. Um, but if you have 30 people in a room, you know, it's hard to organize that. But these are the questions, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is true for all group
0: dynamics, though. It's not necessarily for for a surrealist uh, problem. It's it's with every human endeavor. Um, let's see. There was something else I was thinking about. Uh, yeah, concerning the the mail art. You you and your wife, you send out these beautiful postcards that are actual collages and your little scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And
1: um, do you also get a lot of stuff back? Um, yeah, we 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 do a we've been pretty active with that for the past, I guess, seven years or so. And mostly postcards that we send, but we also get stuff back. We get art pieces and, you know, sometimes they will be collaborative, like I'll, somebody will send us a half finished collage and then I'll add to it and send it back and we'll go back and forth a couple of times. Um, so, so yeah, sometimes it's more of, there's a communication and a collaboration and sometimes it's just, Oh, here's this cool thing. But I really like the, uh, the tactile nature of, of that experience and i kind of hate the internet you know um i i miss that that kind of you know just just sitting in a room and talking with people and doing art together and i feel like i mean i've been a you know we all have to use the internet but it's it's definitely um it's, there's a certain surface level there that you can't you can't really get to you're missing a lot of depth, I guess, with the physical, you know, presence. Mm, that's exactly it. It's a
0: it's a level of abstraction that is needed for the times we live in, the contemporary culture. But it's it's it doesn't really add to uh, real human communication at all. Um, so yeah, uh, is there anything else that that uh, you would like to add or or uh, tell people about the book specifically? can't think of anything <laughs> <laughs> well that's fine <laughs> that's fine so yeah so i i think um uh people should uh check out Stephen's book because it's great it's a fun read it's a mind-opening read and um it's it's just great i wish there were more books like that and if i have any say there there will be more books like that and oh, that also goes for for um uh, tripartisan review i really love your stuff and hazel stuff in there also so just keep keep churning it out and there will you will find um uh, some some avenue of of publishing for sure uh, and i think also that people who are listening to this should uh... uh... be supportive of uh, small publishers of course but also um, uh... artists poets uh, that are trying to get their work out there because it's so easy to get uh, stuck in, let's call it the blogosphere. You know, to look at things casually and see some cool collages or or read something very, um, as you said, surface level. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, there's something to be said for actually going to exhibitions, uh, going to poetry readings or literary events, uh, buying independent. Uh, uh, independently published books etc etc so that was my uh, message <laughs> being the sponsor of my own show in a way uh, but uh, yeah but thank you and uh, keep up the good work it's amazing stuff and uh, Amok is uh, it's a great book so just you know keep doing it thanks
1: it's great to be on the show
0: for more information about all our books films and editions, please visit www.trapar.net That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T Trapar.net. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the site. I recommend that you do that so you get all the news immediately. Please also visit our Patreon at www.patreon dot com slash vanessa 23 carl that's patreon.com slash vanessa 23 carl thank you very much for listening until the next time bye bye